Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. From the creators of Wagertainment. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you best. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every Every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Keep the Live football from Tuesday. The action at the God, I did it again, damn it. Las Vegas. It's You Better You Bet to, on the BetQL Network. No, that's, you know, he, you need it Alex said it. No, no, you need it verbally. But, like, to be fair to Alex, like, he said it. He didn't say it that time, but he told me the first time. Yeah. I mean, the You're a verbal is, person. The expectation is that I should get it right. No, it's my fault. Well, I'll tell you what, next time that's going to be my expectation. Let, so. You know what? Let's do this again. Like, Jake, play the open again. No, boy. Let's do this whole process. From the creators of Wagertainment. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you best. And we then play it again after this until 7 It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way shape or form it's you better you bet presented by betmgm live from the heart of the action at the mandalay bay sportsbook in las vegas it's you better you bet on the betql network it's a terrific football tuesday and oh, it rolls yeah. on yeah that's good right. that's good thank you jake yeah. uh it's my bad uh here on the betql network We're proud stadium, to present it. stadium yeah. for another 60 minutes um I'm kind of sad because we have no guest scheduled this hour, right? Yeah. We got Brad coming next hour. Yeah, Brad will be here next hour. Just because it's just me and you, buddy. Yeah. We want to talk next. I wish there were any games on to talk oh, about. This, you think this guy wants to pop on? <laughs> you got the Casino 2 trash container. Where's uh where is everybody? Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's okay. nobody to even call over All or right. even close. Okay. Yeah. Uh you better you better here with Nick and Ken. Yeah. Uh awesome stuff with Dave Sharapan. Uh, yes. I think like uh, look, you guys both like the Knights tonight. I'll bet Vegas tonight in hockey. We'll do that at the end of the show, obviously, but, he, but uh, you he, like them. And I think people heard me say this on the show yesterday, this idea of like the long layoff favoring like a way to play games. I, I went derivatives figuring like the first period would be like a, a better bet. He was just like, well, full game under. And obviously, like both games were really low scoring last night. There's a lot of games tonight that fit that description. Some of those teams are on second night of a back-to-back. You kind of like, I guess, throw out the angle when that happens. But these long layoff matchups, yeah, I mean, like... It's a lot. I mean, if you want to have action tonight, 
like you could do worse. I think than betting a bunch of these, like historically it does lean a little bit more toward a lower scoring first period. And that does mean a lower scoring game too. Uh, and then you, I think, did you, did, did you have Rangers? Like, did you have this angle in your head before we had Dave yeah. on the show? Yeah. So, I mean, I think opponent team total under versus the, with the comments, you said we need to play better defense and they had the goalie has been getting smashed prior to the all-star break. And to be the fair, like quick started terribly. last night, like not Chesterkin. Right. Which has been part of the issue is that Chesterkin has obviously not been close to what he was a couple of years ago. Yeah. Just some interesting stuff. I think tonight specifically, like these, I mean, you can only bet this hockey stuff literally tonight and then it's done. Like that's the end of it. So it could be kind of fun. All right. So we'll get to the prop sheet in a little bit. Why don't we clear the NBA stuff from earlier? Yeah. In the I just show? want to do a little more MVP. Okay. So we had left off talking about Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Like, can he win NBA most valuable player? And really just kind of like a Joel Embiid MVP postmortem, right? Yeah. Cause we, haven't really i think like last week we kind of knew Embiid was not likely to win like he wasn't I, gonna I meet, yelled pull the ripcord basically on the show on monday last week like he wasn't gonna meet like the threshold of games 65 games needed to be played like now like he's out like had surgery uh, surgery yep. from the, on the meniscus gonna be reevaluated in a month the so, whole time this whole that whole thing's really stupid by the way just like just tell us set the like betting what? market on whether he plays or not again this year in the regular season or the playoffs uh yeah um both regular season's a dog playoffs is a small favorite agreed not a huge dog for regular season like because the the idea is you want him to play like five games going into whatever the first round series and here's the other thing i don't know you got nba you got the nba up right now on bet mgm i do i don't think this is going to be up because no one's dealing philly markets for anything yet because like we, again we just don't know like what are they to miss the playoffs yeah that that won't be um, right here yeah i I don't know if people have been watching a lot of the games, like the they no looked games. terrible last night. Right. And so to be fair, like they've had a rough draw injury wise, even in addition to Joel Embiid, Maxi was out for a number of games, ankle injury. He's back. He didn't play particularly well last night, but like what, it's not going to happen every night for them, especially against another really good team. Uh, Tobias Harris has been out. He's been sick. DeAnthony Melton's been out for like two, three weeks now. He's not back. Like, these are starting players. Like this is a big deal. These guys aren't playing. So it's, it's like unfair to say, well, this is what it's going to be the rest of the season. But I mean, like the team is literally designed around one player, like the entire like identity of the team is one player. You have to learn how to play a different way. And Maxie's the A guy. And he's probably not ready to be an A guy yet. He's like an A slash B guy. He could still win most improved player. He's really good. He's an all-star, but he's not an A guy. Like they're they're gonna lose to most teams that are like competent now. And unless some of these guys start coming back really soon. And it's gonna be ugly. Like the second half of the game last night was ugly. Like, the, it looked what, bad. What about the good like, like a spike? I love Spike asking yeah. yesterday that yeah, like it'd be a coin flip with the Sixers and the Knicks right. in the playoffs. Now, he no figures NBA. the guys are back. He figures like, well, Melton's back and Harris is playing and Maxie's good, and like they'll they'll add a guy, which we just now we don't know whether they're gonna do that or not. Um, so uh, anyway, this was a really long-winded way of saying with Embiid regular season or playoffs, like you want him to be ready going in. Because man, like their first rounds, they might be in the first of all, they might be in the play-in. That's actually, I wonder if they'd be a favorite to be in the play-in right now. Because Eastern Conference standings, I mean, like, I'll do it off the top of my head. I'd be in, like, Boston, Cleveland, Milwaukee, the Knicks. Yep, and Cleveland, Milwaukee, and the Knicks are separated by a game. Right. Uh, and then the Sixers are Philly one and, and a half what? behind the Knicks. Indiana or the Magic, right? Philly's up three on Indiana, and then there's, and then Orlando's comfortably. So it looks like, it looks like uh, the... The top eight teams look like pretty good right now. Boston, right. Cleveland, Milwaukee, Knicks, Sixers, Pacers, Magic, Heat. And then it's like two of these three teams right. will be the nine and ten. Uh, Bulls, Hawks, and Nets. Uh, I would say it'll be the Bulls and the Hawks, not the Nets, with how things are going in Brooklyn. How far Orlando is the first team in the play-in tournament right now? That's right. Philly's the five. What is the difference between those two teams? Three and a half. It's Orlando, though. That's tough. Uh, what's how, what, Miami's the eight? Miami is the eight, uh, one and a half. Oh, so, excuse so me. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Them. Four and a half. 
to Philly and Miami. It's probably too much. But it's gonna. I mean, it's gonna get close. Miami's gonna start playing better. They just are. So I don't know. There's like there's a chance. And if Philly's in the playing tournament, what do you do? Like, what if Embiid's not really running back for the playing tournament? That like market moves heavy toward Philly. You bet the opposite side. That's probably how you play that. Just like their matchup in the first round might be, be the other way now. around. Like if they don't have Embiid and they're in the play-in, I feel like the other team would get bet, and then maybe we'd bet Philly. Yeah, you would just honestly you'd like play against the popular consensus probably in an injury game, which is really fun to do in the NBA sometimes. Anyway, uh, you want to do want to do MVP a little bit? Sure. Here? Yeah. So Embiid's the whole setup for that. So the uh, the current market for NBA Most Valuable Player, I had scrolled down to Rookie of the Year because I'm like very interested in that market right, right. now. Uh, stand by. I mean, I can kind of do it off the top of my head too, if you want. Uh, no, I got it. All right. Uh, yeah. Jokic minus one sixty, yep. SGA plus two forty, Giannis at seven, Luca twelve, Kawhi twenty five, Brunson fifty, Tatum eighty. Draw a line. Yeah, the, and the most interesting thing about this market is something we've talked about on the show all the time with the other NBA awards. On the other NBA awards, most improved player, defensive player of the year, coach of the year, sixth man of the year, which is a mess. Uh, we have no polling, so we have no idea. And I'm not, it's, this isn't even a, a complaint. It's just a comparison. In hockey, I know exactly how like everyone's voting on everything. We all do. This is not unique to me. Everybody has this information. In the NBA, nobody has any idea where Coach of the Year is at. What's the difference between Dagnalt and Ty Lue right now? Nobody has any idea. Uh, is Gobert really that far ahead for Defensive Player of the Year? Who's in second? Nobody knows that. Who would you vote for for Sixth Man of the Year right now? I think eight players would get first place votes because we have no consensus polling on it. It actually it makes it really fun too because if you have a strong opinion, you're at least not going to be proven wrong or right soon. It's not going to happen because we have no polling. MVP we do, but we are the farthest removed from the last poll that we're ever going to be right now. The next Tim Bontem straw poll will be released during the All Star break, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. It's the weekend after this coming weekend, I think. And uh, I believe somebody sent me that last year it came out on the Friday of All-Star Weekend. So a week from Friday would be the next one. So we are as far from the last one as we can be right now, which means we're as far from knowing how voters think as we can be right now. It's a really interesting place to be because my point is there's more guessing going on than actual like, well, this is how they feel and this is how the market should be shaped. So I'm going to be really curious. Like, I think... There, I actually think there is a very long shot Kawhi Leonard case to make and a very long shot Jalen Brunson case to make just because this is a weird year, but they're priced like long shots. Like I, I'm not going out firing heavy into any price right now because a week from Friday, I think we're going to get like an incredibly like revelatory piece of information about, okay, like now the voters have had time to be like, it is an Embiid. Who is it? And we're going to get past this like mourning period. Like even like you watch first take, you watch on this, you watch all these debate shows. The topic isn't someone who's playing right now. The topic is literally still this morning. It's still just like, oh, what a shame. Oh, like this sucks. Like we're not the mourning period hasn't ended yet. So no one has like pivoted to like now what the hell are we going to do? And so the market is just like assumed that Jokic should get the most win probability and SGA should be second because they're their most fully baked candidates to use your term from the first. Do you hour, agree with that? Oh, yeah. So MVP is really straightforward in general. I actually have a friend I, I text about awards a lot. We don't even talk about NBA MVP. Usually I text him one time and he goes like, I don't even want to talk about it. It's like it's too simple. And most years that's true. It's a combination of team success and player success. And both are easily measurable. And if you combine those two things and you're the best at combining them and like some very small voter fatigue stuff, you get the winner like every time. And your two most complete candidates just using team success and player success are Jokic, who's again, there's this clump of four teams at the top of the West. He's the best player on one of them and his individual success is like he's the best player in the league that's not Embiid statistically. SGA's on one of the other four teams and he's the second best non-Embiid player in all of the statistics. Like that, yeah, that that's complete. 
Luca, team success is a problem. Tatum, statistical success, success is a problem. Kawhi is like mediocre at both for right now. If the Clippers are the one and his stats improve a little, he's just like everyone else. Brunson, the team is the story and he's carrying them, but the individual stats aren't as quite as compelling. So yeah, those are half-baked candidates. But I guess my thing is going to be what the poll will start to tell me, and it doesn't have to be the end-all be-all, but like, I, if it says something specific, like if the poll is all Jokic SGA first place votes, that's all it is, and it's so like polarized toward those two, then I can't come on and be like, well, you know, Jalen Brunson might win. Like, why would I do? Like, we have the answers. Like, no, Jalen Brunson can't win. Like, this would be the time when those fringe opinions would start to show because no one's really talking about Jokic. No one's really talking about SGA. They're talking about how good the Clippers are. And they're talking about how good the Knicks are. They're talking about both of those things in tandem. And those are the two best players on those teams. If you were ever going to get a pop that would reflect itself in voting, it would happen in the next one. So if we get the if we get the poll and Brunson's not in the top five or seven or however many people get first place votes, or it's not like kind of an even distribution, Jokic and SGA will be first and second. Like that's that's going to happen. But like who's third? By how much? How many firsts go to different players? Kind of you're trying to figure out how many votes are available for people to like change their minds or go with somebody else. You're going to learn that. And I don't know what, I honestly don't know. You're going to be like, what do you think the answer is going to be? I think there's a way where it's Jokic and SGA. And it's just like, look, that's what it is. This is sort of like what Jay Croucher was saying yesterday. And he's right. Like these are the two best candidates, but one plays in Oklahoma city and shows seem like everyone seems to not pay a lot of attention to what's at. He's the best player this year. SGA, just nobody's paying attention. Nobody cares. And that sucks for him. And Jokic is a guy who's won twice and is doing the same things he always does. And people don't like guys who are doing the same things they always do. They don't like voting for stuff like that. So if any of that was going to reflect itself, it would happen in the next poll. It's insanely interesting. There's a way that it gets released where the market moves crazier than any MVP markets like almost ever moved on anything on this poll. If it's like, wait, 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 like, what's the difference? Like, People, every six guys got 10 votes like that happened like wait Brunson got 12 Kawhi got 12 whatever or like what's the difference between Jokic and SGA we're gonna learn all that stuff in the next poll um when we talked in the first hour about the Cavs it was okay could win the division ton of regular season games sure maybe they can't get it done in the playoffs like we don't trust the coach whatever hmm. um I feel a Mitchell question oh he's in. 200 to one somebody tried to sell me this this morning a friend of mine I mean, he's going to because, av- because the price. If he's going to yeah. average thirty six and six, and they're going to be yeah. like, they're going to win like like fifty six games. Sure. Uh, well, here's the best part. Right now, we're really far removed from the poll. I can't say no. Like, I can't say no. I can't remove anyone from discussion. It's funny. Like, I would almost, I'd be more likely to keep Mitchell, Kawhi, Tatum's really tough, but like Mitchell, Kawhi, Brunson, I'd be more likely to keep them and then to keep Luca in. The team stinks. Yeah, it feels they're like- terrible. Yeah. They'll win, they'll win tonight, I think. But I, like, and and it's it's not that it can't change. He's really compelling. He's awesome. You know, lead the NBA in scoring because Embiid's going to become ineligible for that title. So like, there's a case for Luca. It's just like anybody anybody dying to do that right now. I feel like people are more would be more apt to vote Kawhi or Brunson and reward the team the new team success over like mediocre Dallas that may not make the top six of the playoffs. I feel like you'd be more likely to do that. Like if you're just ordering these. So yeah, statistically, look, Luke is going to blow away the other candidates. That's why he's fourth in the odds or fifth in the odds. And Giannis is going to be the same. The stats are crazy, but like he's one tw- and like how are we thinking about the Bucks? dumpster fire team they got the coach fired what what a bunch of losers they bring in the new guy they still can't win so can't do that hey let's give him mvp like when what when, when's that pivot happening hasn't happened yet i just 
I don't know how this is going to go. So I don't want to be like, you need to go bet this thing right now. Cause in a week it could be the exact opposite. It could be so many things, whatever it's going to be, your path to victory here is going to be analyzing it better than everybody else. When we get it, what do you make of it? And what should you bet that 10 minutes when like literally like gets published, you know, somebody at ESPN, maybe you get it ahead of time. Whenever you know that, like your 10 minutes, your 15 minutes, your hour there, that'll be the valuable hour, not like our guesswork right now, even though it's really fun to guess. Uh, I think I'm going to put a little bit on Donovan Mitchell just as a speculative bet right now. I mean, like we've had two speculative guys get bet down in the last week. Brunson was like 300, now he's 50. Kawhi was some insane price. There's a book here uh, around town that's dealing him at 25 right now. So like these have already happened. And what that speaks to, I think, is that people are looking around for somebody and maybe they end up finding another guy too. All right, Uh, coming up next... We'll, we'll wrap up our NBA discussion for today. We'll do a little Brandon Miller, a little Los Angeles Lakers, and then we'll get to the old prop sheets of Super Bowl 58. Coming up next year, you better you bet live from BetMGM Sportsbook, Mandalay Bay, Las Vegas, Nevada.